Hey, it's Eric G. Around the House is sponsored by Baldwin Hardware. For 75 years, Baldwin Hardware has been known for its first-class quality and craftsmanship in door and cabinetry hardware. As an alumnus of the Baldwin Hardware Design Council, I can say I have seen the details and quality from design to the finished product. If you're looking for a new style and old-world craftsmanship, I can tell you there is only one Baldwin Hardware. Check out what would look great in your home at baldwinhardware.com. It's around the house. And hammers, you go, ah, hammer's a hammer. No, I like to have a framing hammer. I like to have a finish hammer. I like to have a demo hammer. I like to have a sledgehammer. You see where I'm going with this. And there's shingle hammers. There's a lot of other things you can have. There's axes. There's a lot of different things that are, that are a mix of that. But you don't want to be doing using your framing hammer for demo. I prefer to use those as two different because my framing hammer is important. And you can really mess up the waffle head on it. And I like to have a smooth hammer head versus a waffle head for demo. And if you get the right demo hammer, it'll have like a notch in the handle with a metal handle. I've got one that's made by DeWalt that has a notch in the handle where I can actually twist a stud with it. When it comes to remodeling and renovating your home, there is a lot to know, but we've got you covered. This is Around the House. Welcome to the Around the House show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. I'm Eric G. We've got a great subject to talk about today. This is something that I've had a couple requests for, and it's been a while since we've done something like this. What are the top 10 DIY tools that someone should have? Whether you're that new homeowner, maybe you're uh, getting gifts for somebody for a birthday or a new house. What does everybody need for some basic DIY tools? First off, uh, let's talk about where you can get a hold of me, aroundthehouseonline.com. That's the website. And you'll be able to find everything right there. Now, we're also going to be able to go over to Facebook, which is Around the House Show, Instagram, and uh, Twitter as well. So you can find me on all of those. And uh, we'd love to have you uh, be involved, especially in the Around the House Nation. That is our Facebook closed group where you can share up those projects that you're working on. All right. Well, the top tools I think you should have, and one of them is a very important one. I'm going to put this one up first because it is something that you need to clean up with. Yeah, that shop vac, that garage vacuum, whatever you want to call it. And I know shop vac is a trade name, but everybody knows what it is, right? It was kind of the original. You know, I have, uh, there are a lot of different brands out there of these, but you really need this to clean up around the house. It's important to have. It's great for cleaning the car out. Uh, it is something that uh, is very important. If you get a flood, it is great for getting water up. And quite frankly, you do not want to use your household vacuum to clean up construction debris because if you want to see how to rem- to just absolutely destroy that, yeah, try getting some drywall dust and stuff in it. It doesn't go well. So that's the key right there. Make sure you have that shot vac. Now, I have a Husky one, and that's just because it was inexpensive, and they have a great, you know, it's a Home Depot brand. It has, it is something I can absolutely abuse. It's inexpensive, and in a couple of years, if I have to throw it away, I don't feel so bad about it. It's not like it's a, a, a Festool vacuum or something like that, which is on my to-do list for 
other projects, but as far as cleaning up stuff, that's what that's really made for. And so I tell you what, the best way to do is to make sure you get one that accepts the vacuum bags. And you're like, what do you mean vacuum bags? I tell you what, bags are cheaper than the filters. And for cleaning it out where you can just pull that bag out and throw it away, once you've done that once, you will never be disappointed on having a bag in there, especially when I have got my like my drywall vacuum. Man, that thing works great. I put the HEPA filter in there, and I've got the bag in there. It makes cleanup so much easier. Of course, you can't do that with wet things, but that's easy. And, uh, you know, that shop vac is great. Even when you're changing out a toilet, it is great to be able to suck the water out, take the bag, put it into wet mode, you know, whatever brand you're using. Getting that water out of the bowl is an easy way to do that. And you don't have to pump it out. You can just suck it up into there. And it's a good time to clean that shop vac out anyway. So that's what I do. That's my first thing is getting a good shop vac. You do it right and it will last you forever. A little bit of care goes a long ways. And uh, you can usually find special buys from time to time on those too, where you can save yourself a little bit of money. All right. The next one is the multi-tool. This is probably outside of my drill driver set one of the most used tools that I have. And the multi-tool is that little handheld tool that has that flat blade. It's like a little flat reciprocating saw blade. What it is great for is cutting out electrical boxes in wood or drywall. It is great for doing a flush cut for trim. Maybe you're putting in hardwood floors or an LVP, luxury vinyl plank flooring. It is great for doing stuff. And they make sander things for them too. So if you need to have a little tight area sander, they work great for that as well. So there's a lot you can do with that. That is a great one. And then buy a bunch of blades. Blades for metal. It's great for cutting off, uh, you know, uh, a bolt. It's great for all those little things that maybe your, um, your saber saw or your reciprocating saw won't do. It is great for that. I use mine all the time. It is great for doing projects when you have to notch something out. It's wonderful doing cabinetry. So there's a lot of things you can do. That is probably my number one favorite tool that I use. And there are a difference of them. And let's talk about that for a minute here with power tools as a brand. You know, there are a lot of great power tools out there. I have a lot of, you know, Milwaukee in my garage. But do I have Craftsman? Yes. Do I have DeWalt? Sure. Do I have some Porter Cable stuff? Absolutely. Um, those are all great brands, and I've got plenty of those. So the thing is, as I would say, when you're thinking about power tools, is to make sure you pick that platform that's going to do what you need. Most homeowners don't need Milwaukee. Is it great to have? Sure. Would a uh, Ryobi do as good a job for you? Uh, if you're only using it from time to time, yeah. By the way, they're made by the same parent company, but they are different tools. So it's something to consider. Get that platform, and that way you can have one or two battery platforms, depending on what the model is, what the brand is, and then you can have those same things. You don't have to buy as many batteries. The problem is if you've got a ton of different things around, like if you've got a brand of lawn care and a brand of shop tools and a brand, you could have three or four battery platforms. That gets really expensive to maintain just in that way. So something to consider. And I'm not one of these that, oh, this one's better than the other. They are all decent stuff. You know, when you get into 
the really light duty, like the original Black and Decker stuff or some of the Walmart brands or Harbor Freight stuff. Yeah, it is getting a little bit inexpensive where it might be a good single couple use tool, but it's not something that's going to last you a lifetime. And that's the one nice thing I like about some of these brands. You can get those, and if you take care of them, you can get a lot of life out of them. So it's something to consider with that. And uh, once you go down that list, you can do pretty well. So next one on here that I want to talk about is a drill and driver set. And I like to get one that has the hammer drill function on it so I can drill into concrete or something like that around the house. The more options you have with that, the better you are. And so the impact is great for putting in screws. Also, they make drill bits for impact. Yes, we'll talk about that in the next segment, the difference between those. But you have your impact, which is great for putting in screws, putting in deck screws, all those different things. Those are amazing. As well as that drill, which is great for drilling holes. You could put on a... um, you know, you could put on a, a wire wheel on the end of it. You can do a lot of things with a drill, sanding discs, those kind of things. So you can do a lot with that drill. But to be honest, I'd use my drill now probably 15% of the time, and the rest is my impact. And that's really what makes the difference there. Once you like that little, small, compact impact, especially the ones that I have, where they're that... Um, just compact. It, it makes it, you can get into a lot tighter places and it gives you a lot more room to work with. Now, when we come back, I want to talk about the difference here between drill bits with impact and a drill. And yes, it's not just how they clip in. There is a different design for those that we should talk about today, as well as some of the drill bits that you would use, because there are some great ones out there that make a huge difference when you're taking on these projects. If you have any comments on this, feel free to get over to aroundthehouseonline.com and send me a message there. Around the House will be right back after these important messages. Don't go anywhere. What's up? This is Dick and Satchel from Steel Panther, and you are listening to Around the House with Eric G. Yeah. We love Eric G, and you should too. show this is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education thanks for joining us today wow how is it february already this has been going crazy since the beginning of the year and i think that's just because we've been really spending a lot of time on producing you know my new tv show which is coming out around the house northwest here on february 18th and if you want to stream that anywhere just look for the fox 12 portland app on your phone and if you find that, you can find it where you can you can actually stream the television show no matter where you're out in the country off that app. So you can watch on your phone. And uh, that will air at uh, 10 a.m. Pacific time on February 18th. So every Saturday, 10 a.m., you'll catch it right there, and you can stream it live right there. And then we'll have stuff up on YouTube as well, but that's the place if you want to catch that on your phone or, or any one of those, uh, you know, different streaming and where you can put an app on your TV, any one of those smart TVs that takes those apps, that will work really well for you. 
We were talking about uh, drill drivers and stuff, and I just want to let you know that there are differences uh, between regular drill bits and impacts. They run at different speeds. They actually operate a little bit differently. So if you have that impact driver that you're using and you're going to get drill bits for it, make sure and get the impact bits for it that'll work with that. And uh, that'll make things work a lot easier for you. And you'll be uh, really surprised how well that works. And uh, it's all about that. And and especially with the different materials, you know, uh, if you're cutting metal, make sure you've got a really good drill bit for cutting metal. If you're cutting into tile, there's those ones that uh, you got to be careful with tile because I like the hammer drill function. But if you turn it over to hammer drill on tile, you could break that tile. So it's something you got to be very careful with. So I actually like the hollow coring style tile bits versus the kind of diamond pointed head ones they seem to work better for me and cut a lot better and uh because you don't have to remove all that material you're just doing the circle so it's almost like a little hole saw versus just that pointy tip take a look for those when you're out there working on tile and stuff that's a great way to go and of course uh you know there's a lot of different things out there for different projects but those are things that are really really good all right the next one is a must-have and before we actually talk about this, let's let's dive into this question first. And I get answered this a lot. I'll tap the brakes on that for a second. I feel that corded power tools are now a thing of the past. I have gotten rid of, I think, every corded power tool. Oh, I have an exception. So far, I still have a corded grinder, angle grinder that I have sitting there on my welder cart. Other than that, everything else in a power tool format is battery powered. And I'm talking, I have a battery powered lawnmower. I have a battery powered pole trimmer. I have a battery powered leaf blower. I even have one of the uh, battery powered wheelbarrows, power wheelbarrows. So everything I have, table saw, chop saw, is, um, is now cordless. And here's the thing why that this is such a big deal and we have done these tests if you take a circular saw which is next on my list you can cut faster with the battery than you can with the cord with certain saws especially the milwaukee one i can go through there and set that thing up and we have done competition same blade same saw One's corded, one's not. And that battery-powered saw, because it has a computer inside of it, it can add extra amps to the motor where that saw that you're using that's plugged in is really dumb. You hit the trigger, it pulls the power to the cord. It can only pull so much. Those batteries and the trigger and how they work and the load are so smart with the computer inside, it can pull more power than what's coming through that cord. So it's something to consider. Now, here's the thing. When you're getting into saws, I love, I've got the Milwaukee circular saw. It works great. That is a great saw. It works great. There's lots of different ones out there. Um, I've got some new ones. I'm going to be getting the uh, Fest track saw here pretty soon because I love that thing uh, for Festool. But let's be honest. When you're dealing with a circular saw, you want something that's stable and you can be used. And then you want a really good blade. And I've actually changed blade companies. I have gone 
over to Crescent to use their blades. And they have really great framing blades, finished blades, metal blades, uh, demo blades that'll go through both metal and nails. So if you're doing demo and you don't have to worry about hitting those nails, it's pretty amazing to be able to put a demo blade in and do what you want with that because it's not going to destroy that blade. Like if you take your framing blade and you put that uh, framing blade on there and you go hit a couple nails, man, you're taking that thing either down to get sharpened, which I recommend if you get a decent blade, have it sharpened. Don't just always throw it away. You could actually get them sharpened and it's cheaper than getting a new blade and then you'll get the life out of it again. So take a look, find that local sharpening company that can sharpen those. Makes life a lot easier. So it's something to think about. And I've got a whole collection of blades. They work out well. And then you could have the right tool and blade for the right job. So that makes it a lot easier. But yeah, cordless is the way to fly. That's the way. And when you're using a circular saw... Here's one thing that I've learned over the years. Have an amazing set of sawhorses. Something that is going to work, something that's going to hold everything in the right place, especially when you're cutting sheet goods. Man, a good set of sawhorses that are high so you're not bending over as much or low depending on how tall or short you are. That works really well. And having those where you can adjust those so you're not bending over, it'll put you in a much safer position. And that way you're good to go. There's some great things out there. There's mobile work tables. There are some awesome things for doing wood working and circular saws that make life a lot easier. So something to think about. Uh, A great set of sawhorses. I mean, I had some two plastic ones that lasted me a year or two because I was using them heavy and they just didn't hold up. So now I've got some pretty decent plastic and metal ones or composite and metal ones. And they work really good. Uh, I know people that uh, were on a budget and they make their own. Nothing wrong with that. The reason I didn't make my own is I like them to fold up and lock in because I am short on space. And so if I can make it where I'm short on space and uh, save some space, it takes up a whole lot less thing. It's no different than like my lawnmower. Why, one of the main reasons I love that electric lawnmower is it'll fold up and go on end. And so it takes up. 20% of the square footage when I have the garage, when I put that in the shed than I do anywhere else. And space is key. And if you can fold things up and get them out of the way, it makes for a smarter tool. And that works out well for everybody. All right, we come back. We got so many more little uh, home improvement top 10 DIY tools. We've been cranking through these. We got so many more to talk about, as well as we'll talk about uh, some brands of how they're all related as well just so you can understand that, because that's a key. We'll do that just as soon as Around the House returns. This is Ron Keel, the Metal Cowboy from Keel, the Ron Keel Band and Steeler. We are rocking around the house with Eric G. Raise your fist, Welcome back to the Around the House Show. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining us today. Well, I wanted to talk, we've been talking about the top 10 DIY tools you should have in your toolbox, but here's one thing I wanted to talk about 
is Tool Brands. Who owns who? Who's related in the family? And so there's a lot of different main companies out there. For instance, TTI, which is a big parent company, they own Milwaukee, Rigid, Hoover, Stiletto Hammers, Homelite, Hart, Ryobi, Dirt Devil, Empire, Levels, AEG, Auric, and Vax. So that, they're a little bit different, and I'll say this from my experience working with this company. Other companies tend to use some of the same parts throughout, and the designs are very similar. Not so much with TTI. They pretty much keep a decent arm's length between Milwaukee and Ryobi. Those are two different brands. They're two different, you know, how they deal with it. The Milwaukee hammers are way different than the stiletto hammers. And so that's the big difference there. Now, there's another one here, which is a big brand, Apex Tool Group. A lot of smaller companies that you're familiar with, Weller, Soldering Irons, SATA, Dotco, Clearco, Nicholson, Wiss, you know, those really cool snips, Gear Wrench, Campbell, Apex, Armstrong, like Job Box, HKP, Allen, Jacobs, Belzer, Master Power, Crescent, Crescent Tools, Lufkin, and Excelite. Those guys are all different, all small companies, and uh, really cool stuff. Now, the other big behemoth in here, there's a few of them. Stanley, Black, and Decker. You have DeWalt, Stanley, Irwin, Proto, Lennox, Lista, Porter Cable, uh, Bostitch, Black & Decker, Mac Tools, Vladimir, Craftsman, and Powers. Now, one thing I've noted, and I'm, I'm a, no problem with Stanley Black & Decker. Many times, and of course in there that with that Craftsman, I have taken apart the DeWalt, the Craftsman, and the Porter Cable Drills. Many times in those, if you find the similar ones, they are very similar on the inside with the only difference is really being the battery system and the charging system. But the batteries, you tear them apart many times are different. And I'm not sure about the quality. I do not sit there and go, okay, this is what this is. I'm not too worried about that as far as every little piece of quality. I would assume maybe that there's a little better parts in the DeWalt than there would be the Porter Cable just looking at price point and then maybe craftsman would be in the middle there someplace but i'm guessing but uh i tell you what a lot of the things if you look at them the parts seem to be very similar between those and some of the other ones i'm going to skip over some of the ones you're not familiar with some a lot of the smaller brands but for instance husqvarna group you got husqvarna pulse and pro uh, gardenia weed eater mcculloch and a bunch of other smaller brands Great stuff. And then when you get into KKR, they're pretty big. You've got Metabo, uh, Hikaki, you know, all those different ones. And then you get over to Bosch. There's another one. Freud, Dremel, Rotozip, Diablo, Vermont American, and uh, CST Burger. So that's part of that Bosch group. And then here's one, too, that's interesting. Shervon, you got Ego, Skillsaw. 
Hammerhead, Davon, Flex, Skill, Kalmadura, and Tron. And then you have Sunrise, which is Greenworks and Greenworks Pro. So that's kind of the main big tool brands out there. Uh, and so those are all very similar than that. So something to think about. Some of these are are very similar, and some of them are way different depending on how each company is run. So something very much to think about when you're talking about dealing and choosing those companies and what you want to work with. So speaking about a great tool, having a good hammer or sets of hammers. And hammers, you go, ah, hammer's a hammer. No, I like to have a framing hammer. I like to have a finish hammer. I like to have a demo hammer. I like to have a sledgehammer. You see where I'm going with this. And there's shingle hammers. There's a lot of other things that you can have. There's axes. There's a lot of different things that are that are a mix of that. But you don't want to be doing using your framing hammer for demo. I prefer to use those as two different because my framing hammer is important. And you can really mess up the waffle head on it. And I like to have a smooth hammer head versus a waffle head for demo. And if you get the right demo hammer, it'll have like a notch in the handle with a metal handle. I've got one that's made by DeWalt that has a notch in the handle where I can actually twist a stud with it. It'll actually, a stud will fit in there. And if I need to twist a stud loose, I can do that. So having the right hammer is a big one. And that really makes a difference as far as that goes. Now, here's the next one here that's really important. A good set of levels. And usually a level set, I'm going to have like a six foot, maybe a four foot or a three foot, you know, a little 18 to 24 inch one and a couple little small ones. Small ones are great, but one of my favorites is if you've got something with a magnet, because if you're working with something metal, it is amazing to be able to set it on there. Like Empire, they have one of my favorite levels. I have one that has a lit. So if I'm in a dark place and I'm trying to level something, I could turn on the LED light and it's bright blue and I can see it. Another one for doing projects that's great is I do have a uh, Milwaukee one that is digital. And that one's cool when you're working by yourself because you can set it. Let's say I'm working on something where I'm grading it and I need a 3% slope. I can set that to 3%. And it'll beep at me when I get to the right spot. And that's really cool because let's say I'm building a ramp or I'm building something that needs to grade away from the house or even I'm doing some plumbing work where it needs to have the right. If I'm putting ABS drain pipe together and I'm getting ready to glue it, I know that I can glue it when it goes beep. All right, I'm there. I can mark it, cut it, glue it. Makes life a lot easier with some of those things, especially when you're working by yourself because if you can't see that, it makes it really nice. And so uh, that just charges up via USB. You can always have that thing charged up. So take a look at levels. Good levels will last you. And please, please treat your levels like they're dynamite. Do not drop them around. Do not beat them up. Beat up levels don't work as well unless you get really, really good ones. But a lot of those you can bend. A lot of those you can um, cause them where you've got a real problem. I mean, you can get some really good ones that are pretty tough, but I'll be honest, if you treat that level correctly, it's going to last you a lifetime. 
and uh, clean them up. Uh, there's even concrete levels out there that you can screed with. And it's like a screed and uh, a concrete level. And so not only can you screed off if you're doing a sidewalk with it, it's got a coating on there where the concrete won't stick very easily. And so when it starts to dry up, you can go through and do that. So it's really trick. It's something to consider with that. All right. Hey, guys, uh, before we go out to break here, uh, if you're listening on the radio, thanks for tuning in. And uh, we'd love to hear you on the radio. Feel free to get a hold of that uh, station and tell them thank you for carrying around the house. And make sure you follow those advertisers because they're the ones that keep this show on the air. This is not a pay-for-play infomercial on the radio. This is a show that those advertisers pay for. Same as the ones here in the show as well. And they keep this show going. All right, everybody. Well, we'll be back after these important messages because I've got three more to hit. And then we will have covered my top 10 important DIY tools that everybody should have. We'll do that just as soon as Around the House returns. Don't go anywhere. I want to personally thank you for being an Around the House listener. This show is supported by advertisers and listeners like you. I was asked by members of our audience to open up for a way to people say thank you and to help fund future episodes of Around the House. We now have a way to do that, and that's buy me a coffee or a drink. Just look at the episode notes in your podcast player, and you'll find a link to buymeacoffee.com forward slash ATH Eric G. And thanks again for listening to Around the House. This is where we help you get the most out of your home through information and education. Thanks for joining us today, guys. Really appreciate it. It's uh, you out there that has been doing such a great job of keeping on top of us and listening every single week, and we do appreciate it. Now, coming up here this next month, we have so many great in-depth interviews with some of the latest products coming out that you're not going to want to miss, so do not miss these next couple months because we've got a lot of great stuff coming up and we'll be talking to some very important people out there in the world of DIY construction design and home improvement. So you don't want to miss that. Now back to our top 10 really list of tools that everybody should have. You need more than 10 tools. So I'm just going to give you my top 10 that I think are really important. The next one is going to be a really good screwdriver multi-tool. Now, if you've got the storage space, lots of different screwdrivers, 20 or 30 of them, man, that's handy. But if you just are trying to get started, that screwdriver with 15, 20, 30 bits gets you a long ways. I use mine probably the most because if I'm working on a project, I can have it in my pocket or tool belt, and I'm not carrying another dozen tools around with me. So if I need that little, you know, Phillips or the big Phillips or the big flat blade or any one of the torques, I've got it in my pocket and it works well. Nothing wrong with some great screwdrivers and a big tip. One of the ones I do like a lot are they do make screwdrivers that are almost like demo screwdrivers with a metal end on them. So you can actually hammer on them. 
those can be really handy when you're using it for taking something apart or you need to pry into something. It's like a screwdriver and a pry bar all at the same time or almost like a little chisel in a way. So those can be really handy. Those make life a lot easier. Now, here's probably one of the biggest ones for doing little projects around having a good full set of pliers. I just upgraded mine. I've got the new Crescent set. So I've got uh, the needle nose, the uh, slip joint or gas pliers. I've got uh, a handful of different small, large pliers. And I tell you what, for cutting wire, stripping wire to, um, you know, taking a faucet and a sink or whatever apart, having that decent set of pliers is like priceless. And mine, I've had some of my other ones for 15, 20 years, and I've really noticed that I have worn the teeth down on them. And yes, you can really start to wear those out. Uh, I use these again for the first time. I got a new set here in the last month. And man, I tell you what, having a good set of pliers that are refreshed, I should have replaced those things a few years ago because mine were fairly well worn out. And in that too, if you're going to go into plier world, um, I'm a big fan of having some locking like, you know, vice grip style as well. If you're doing projects, kind of like clamps, uh, if you're doing projects, those are priceless because uh, especially when I've got some big ones that I use for like welding things together. If I'm going to do some metal work, welding, that stuff can work really well and you can hold things together and uh, without having to damage the surface, you can basically pinch those together, weld it up and then uh, pop it off and uh, you can adjust it. It works out really well. So that is a key right there is that really good set of pliers and uh, new ones. You might be due for some new ones. Now, the last one here, and I'm going to have some uh, asterisks here of, of some honorable mentions on my top 10. Great safety gear. Really good safety glasses. Buy some nice ones. Don't go buy the cheap ones. Cheap ones aren't comfortable. They fog up. You know, your eyes are expensive to care for. Get really, really good ones. And that will make a huge difference. And I've got a lot of different ones I get. Um, I've got some of the Milwaukee ones that don't fog up. Those are cool. Nothing wrong with that. I've got some of the more throwaway ones that, you know, they're, I tell you what, they're, they're cool and they're throwaway, but here's the ones that I absolutely love. I just got these and they're from Strider Eyewear. Holy smokes. These are like things that like Navy SEALs wear out in the field. And I was really surprised at how well these worked. So these are actually made, the brand name is iForm. So i-form. These guys make glasses for everybody out there. But these are the most durable, comfortable safety glasses I've ever had. They're not close. I mean, these guys have like 10 patents on these things and they look good and they meet all the ANSI ballistic standards. They are flexible. They're hard to break and they give you great protection. Uh, And I'll be honest, some of the cheap ones, when they're curved, I get 
eye strain because of the curved lenses, right? My eyes get tired. And so these here, they've actually designed them to reduce that eye strain and fatigue. And they've also got UV protection built into them. And that no distortion in the optics of it is key. And then they've got anti-fog coatings. That is like priceless. Who has ever used a mask? It's like through pandemic times, when the mask and you're a glassware, I'm sorry, life is miserable. When you have to wear a, a mask and it leaks around your nose and it's just, you're fogged up 100% of the time. But having something that's comfortable, that fits well and protects you, man, you are golden. So uh, that's over at iformeyewear.com. They're one of my favorite ones. And you can buy, you know, a few of those in last years. So these guys do home improvement stuff all the way up to the tactical and military. So they've got a, a, a long thing, long list of things that they do. So something to consider. And then here's the last one uh, that's on here. Another asterisk that I have uh, that I want to talk about. Really some good ladders. Something that's rated for you. You know, having that six-foot step ladder is a key. Really, you want to have a ladder that's going to go up as high as you're comfortable going up and as high as you need to go up mixed with something safe. If you have that old wooden rickety ladder, time to let that thing go. Fiberglass is the way to go, especially when you're working on electrical things. Fiberglass can be tough. And having the right ladders and knowing how to use it. And so we're not going to get into the whole safety speech on it. But there's nothing more dangerous. That's the most dangerous thing out there is being on the ladder. More people get hurt on ladders than they do with power tools, even table saws. And I know plenty of people that have nearly died or have died because of a ladder accident. And most of these people were below 12 feet high. So plenty stuff happens. I know people that have fallen off eight-foot ladders, and, I, and I've almost lost friends that way. So it's something to really think about. And so that's the key right there. Hey, message me over on Facebook, Round the House Show. And if you want uh, over there, or you can hit us over at uh, Around the House online on my website. And if you've got something that you think is one of your favorite tools, I'd love to hear back from you. So send me a message over there. And uh, next uh, next couple of weeks, we'll see if we can put that on the show. If you send me it, uh, I'll uh, give you a shout out in the show. If you want to hear your name on here, we'll do it. So tell me what your favorite tool is and uh, what it is, and I'll read those on the air for you. And uh, maybe we can have a little bit of debate. And then, uh, you know, we're not going to get into debris. I don't want to go, hey, DeWalt is better than this or Milwaukee's better than this. I don't want to get into the, the Ford, Chevy, Dodge, Toyota debate. Okay, guys, but... Uh, I think that's one of those things that can be really important. Well, we've got some great shows coming up here as well. We're just not going to get into that negative stuff. But coming coming forward, I've got some great stuff, some interviews at, uh, down here this week at Design and Construction Week. I've got some great stuff coming ahead, everything from uh, our friends at DuPont. Uh, we're going to talk tile with Dow Tile. We're going to be talking with Simpson Door. Uh, we've got a lot of great people that we've talked to that are going to come up on the air in some great interviews. And uh, it's very exciting to see what we've got coming ahead here in February and March for Around the House. 
So I really appreciate it. And make sure you get over to that Fox 12 app if you're outside of the Portland area here, anywhere in the country, and uh, you can find that and uh, catch the TV show here on the 18th. All right, everybody, the music's in the background. That means I got to go. Thanks for listening to Around the House. Anywhere beyond the mean Life is a love song, let's be lovers We're all over the radio Take my hand, I know where to go All over the radio with you Hey, it's Eric G. from Around the House. Are you planning a decking or siding project this year? If you are, you've got to check out my friends at Millboard. Millboard is a completely different kind of composite decking and cladding that enhances outdoor spaces with enduring distinction. Hand molded from the finest oak, it realistically mimics the natural grain and color of premium hardwood. If you're looking for something that doesn't look like plastic and instead real wood, check out Millboard.com. Make sure and check out that interview we did just a few weeks back. That's Millboard.com.